Welcome to Weight Loss Doesn't Have to Suck. I'm your host, Kimberly Severson. I am a certified life coach and an advanced certified weight loss coach, and I help my clients love the way they look and feel without the deprivation, restriction, and misery. Diets take over your life. They make you miserable and they don't work long-term, but you don't need them to lose weight. If you are ready to be done with dieting forever, to lose weight in a way that feels like self-care rather than punishment, you are in the right place. Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am so excited, as I always am, to be here with you for another episode of Weight Loss Doesn't Have to Suck. Well, I was actually chuckling as I was reviewing last week's episode and what we talked about because I was telling you all about my weekend plans, like, oh, we're going to go to this cocktail party and then we're going to go to New York City for the Statue of Liberty trip. (laughs) We didn't get to do any of it because it was pouring. It was so, so incredibly rainy here. So everything got canceled, which was a bit of a bummer, but the town where we were supposed to go to the cocktail party, Asbury Park, New Jersey, for anyone... Jersey Shore familiar. It got totally flooded, as did so many areas around here. So I know so many restaurants in that area, their basements were flooded or their first floors were flooded. And it was just a headache and probably costly and stressful. And they lost a lot of product. And my heart really goes out to them. What a shame. So we're thinking about you if you were affected by it. And I was bummed that my little cocktail party was canceled, but in the grand scheme of things not a big issue, right? So, and the girls were bummed that the Girl Scout trip was canceled. But to be quite honest with you guys, I was not that bummed that I didn't actually have to stand out in the rain and the cold and the wind. So, you know, silver lining to that. But they'll reschedule it. Hopefully we can make it when they reschedule it and it will all be good. But instead, we, another mom and I, we took our nine and a half, almost 10 year olds to the Cheesecake Factory for lunch, which I don't know about you guys, but I'm a sucker for the Cheesecake Factory. And we went shopping at the mall. It was actually a really fun day. So, you know, what is supposed to happen will happen. And we ended up having a good time. We still made it to the restaurant for dinner. Oh, Lita in Aberdeen. If you are anywhere around this area, it is so, so, so good. We had the best service, the best cocktails, the best food, It was just such a nice time. So can't recommend that restaurant enough. Anyway, today we are going to talk about exercise. And I wanted to address this here because this is a big question I get asked. What about exercise? Do I have to exercise to lose weight? And my answer, in short, is no. You do not have to exercise to lose weight. You could totally stop the podcast here if you want to, but I have a lot more information for you if you want to keep listening. So no, you don't have to exercise in order to lose weight. There are many, many, many fantastic reasons that you might want to exercise or choose to exercise, but exercising itself will actually have very little to do with your actual weight loss. And if you want to know the biggest skill or the biggest habit that has the biggest effect on your weight loss, it's how much you eat. It's whether you follow the hunger scale, which I say it every episode, but it's the tool that I give all of my clients to help them listen to their bodies for weight loss. If you are a new listener to this podcast, go to the show notes, download your copy. It's totally free, but it's using the hunger scale that makes a difference on your weight loss. 
That is the absolute most powerful thing you could do to achieve weight loss. That means waiting for true physical hunger before starting a meal and stopping when you've had enough, when you're satisfied, not stuffed. That is what drives your weight loss. There is some research out there that supports an 80-20 rule that you may have heard of. They say that 80% of weight loss is driven by your diet and 20% is driven by your movement. That may be true. I don't know. But I have plenty of clients who are super resistant to exercise in the beginning, which honestly makes so much sense to me. So many of us put ourselves through hell exercising like crazy, trying to lose weight in the past, And the resistance makes a lot of sense because our brain and our body, they remember how terrible that felt. And our brain, in all its perfection, always trying to protect us, is like, no, I do not want to go back to that. So yeah, the resistance makes sense. And when I have clients who are super resistant to working out, I'm just like, you know what? Drop it. Give yourself full permission not to do it for now. We'll put a pin in it. Maybe we'll revisit it later. Let's just focus on what I know will move the dial on your weight loss, and that is eating only when you're truly hungry for food, not mindlessly snacking throughout the day, or just eating because it's time, or the clock says you're supposed to. And also, let's get you stopping when you're satisfied, not stuffed. Let's get you listening to your body to tell you when it's had enough, rather than, again, just mindlessly eating the bigger portions you're used to, or mindlessly clearing your plate just because you always have in the past. We'll get you doing those things, and we'll work on managing your stress rather than eating over it. We'll get you feeling and addressing and working on your emotions rather than eating to escape them. If you need help with this work, check out episodes 9 or 17, and let's get you feeling an urge and not having a big dramatic story about it like it's a problem or it's an emergency or that it has power over you. Let's get you in the mindset of An urge is just a feeling that comes and goes. It's fine. I can totally experience this without falling apart or without feeling like I have to sabotage all my progress. If you need help with that work, check out episodes 10 or 11 or 19. So all of these skills, like listening to your body, feeling your feelings, being able to experience urges without freaking out, these are the things that will lead to weight loss, guys. Exercise plays a much smaller role. And I have direct experience with this because before I found my first coach and started losing weight this way, I also thought exercise was going to make weight loss happen for me. I did a program called 80 Day Obsession. Have any of you out there done that? It's one of those beach body workout plans where you have to work out in the most grueling way. I'm talking sweat dripping. <laughs> swearing. My husband was always like, who are you swearing at? I'm like, everybody. (laughs) Just like miserable, I can't wait for this to end kind of workouts. And you do those for an entire hour every single day for 80 days straight. I think you got one rest day a week. I'm not sure. I've kind of blocked it out in my memory because it was traumatizing. But anyway, I did all of this. I suffered through these absolutely horrible workouts that I hated every single day for 80 days straight. I forced myself to do them every single day, no matter how I was feeling, no matter if I was sick or not. I forced myself to do them when I really didn't want to or 
When I could hear my kid melting down in the other room, as was happening very frequently at that time, my husband was watching him. He was fine, but it still sucked. Or I forced myself to do them when I had something way better or way more fun to be doing, or when I was so sore I could barely walk down the stairs, because that happened frequently on that program. I forced myself to do these horrible workouts every day for 80 days. And you know what happened at the end of those 80 days? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, granted, there was a diet component. I was supposed to measure out all my food and eat a certain volume of veggies and protein and fat. And I didn't do that part of it. I'm sure I would have lost weight if I had. But as we've touched on in this podcast so many times before, measuring out every single morsel for every single meal you eat, not so sustainable for those of us who are normal humans with actual lives who don't want to be measuring all day or who deeply do not have the time to be measuring our food all day or for whom it is just not so realistic to try to limit ourselves to meals that can only be measured out in perfectly sized containers rather than say like a restaurant meal where it's all mixed together or the meal that your friend is cooking that you don't have control over the perfect measurements of every last thing or something like a stew or a soup or like literally who knows what size container every last thing even fits into. Seriously, who can sustain something where you have to measure every single thing you eat in certain size containers? It's all insane to me, but that is a rant for another day. It's a rant I've had more than once on this podcast already, I'm sure. My point is, I did this grueling, punishing exercise every single day for 80 days straight. And you know how much weight I lost? Zero. Zero pounds. I was the exact same weight on day 80 as I was on day one. And that really sucked. Now, I will say I took photos all along and the composition of my body did change. I definitely did put some muscle on and I was able to notice a difference. But for the amount I worked out, for all the effort I put in, for all the sacrifices I made to be able to do this for 80 days straight in that way, and to lose absolutely zero weight, that was pretty devastating. I only wish I'd known about the hunger scale then. That would have made the experience very different for sure. Because when I finally discovered the hunger scale and I started practicing it, that's when weight started to come off. Easily, without deprivation, without cutting out my favorite foods, Week after week, the scale would go down. And some of those weeks I would be exercising. Some of them I wouldn't. Whichever kind of week it was, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't affect my weight loss because working out just isn't the thing that makes the big difference in your weight loss. So my approach to weight loss, this is how I lost 35 pounds and how I've kept it off for years and how I now teach all of my clients to lose weight. It's the hunger scale. It's eating when you're truly hungry. It's stopping when you're just satisfied. That's how we lose weight. And managing our emotions, learning how to be the kind of person who can have an urge and not immediately react to it, that's how we lose weight. And that's how we keep it off for life, I might add. You don't have to exercise in order to achieve weight loss. And in fact, exercising or not won't make much of an impact on your weight loss at all. Now, don't get me wrong. I think exercise is amazing I definitely think you should incorporate it in your life in ways that feel good to you if you have the privilege of being able to. Not all of us do. 
But if you do, I think it's an amazing tool for your cardiovascular health, for your emotional management, for your nervous system management, as long as you're doing it in a kind, compassionate way that doesn't stress you out even more. I think it's great for sleep. I think it's great for endorphins, great for building muscle and bone density and for staying healthy and limber as we age. There's so, there's so many reasons to exercise, but it's not essential for weight loss. If the idea of exercise is not appealing to you right now, skip it. Don't worry about it. Isn't that freeing? If you're anything like me and there's something that you're really dreading or really resistant to, and someone comes along and just gives you the option of taking it off your plate, ugh, like my shoulders drop. I'm like, okay, thank God. So there's something incredibly freeing that happens when you realize you don't have to exercise. When people think, I have to exercise, then it becomes a chore. And many of us don't love being given an assignment that we have to do. And this is when we start to resent it, we start to want to rebel against it, and the whole thing just feels like drudgery. But I'm here to let you off the hook here. You don't have to exercise to lose weight. You never have to exercise again if you don't want to. Let's instead focus on the weight loss habits that you can actually get yourself psyched to do first. And maybe for you, that's planning your food in advance. Maybe it's using the hunger scale. Maybe it's eating the foods you truly love, but practicing waiting for hunger and stopping it satisfied. That is enough to get the scale moving. And then you can bring in exercise in just the way we do everything in weight loss. When you work with me as your coach, we build new skills and habits in kind ways, in ways that don't feel like huge, awful sacrifices that we have to force ourselves into and we hate so much that we end up quitting in two weeks. We do the opposite in my program. When you coach with me, we take small, doable, realistic, kind, compassionate steps, baby steps toward creating more and more and more of what we want because overnight transformations don't actually stick. But building habits, one doable step at a time, that's how you truly change as a person. And that's how you create lasting habit change. I was not always an exerciser. There were years that I didn't do a thing. But now today, it's a big part of my life and I love it. I don't feel as good when I don't do it these days. It's truly part of who I am now. I really enjoy it. But I didn't expect myself to transform into that person overnight. I took small, doable steps to get there. And for me, that started with dropping the expectation that I had to do it all and dropping the expectation that I had to look a certain way or take a certain amount of time or that I had to keep up with anyone else. It took me time to drop all of that, but eventually I tried it and failed at it doing it that way so many times that I let myself drop all of that. And man, is that a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way over and over and over again in different areas of my life. The exact same thing was true. When I started this little coaching business of mine, I was taking advice from like marketing dude bros and people who were very successful, but their advice felt like a full body hell no for me. And I was trying to force myself to do these things that didn't feel like fun and didn't feel like me, and it just sucked. And the very second I gave myself permission to drop all of it, like drop any advice any expert had ever given me, 
and instead ask myself the questions. What feels like fun? And what feels like me? And then I just made that my marketing plan. I leaned into only the things that lit me up, only the things that made me feel so satisfied and engaged and excited. And I only did those things and just scrapped the rest. That's when my coaching business started to get busy. And also, even more importantly, it finally started feeling the way I wanted it to feel. And I was enjoying every moment of being an entrepreneur for the first time ever. And the very same thing applies to our weight loss and our exercise, should we choose to build it into our lives. So you can do the same thing. You can drop the expectations of what you think you're supposed to do and instead ask yourself, what feels like me? What feels like fun? And what's important to me? And then how can I take small, doable steps to bring more of that into my life? So when you think about what's important to you long-term, maybe it's having better cardiovascular health. Like, okay, that does not have to look like running a marathon. That can look like taking a long walk and listening to some amazing podcasts or an audiobook. Or maybe it's having more flexibility and balance as you age so your body feels as good as possible for as long as possible. Okay, that can start with stretching and maybe some light yoga as a first step. And then you just figure out the next step and the next step and the next step. So just take it one fun, doable step at a time. And there is evidence that exercise can actually help you keep the weight off. So it's less helpful in the losing of the weight, but it can be a tool to help keep you in maintenance, which is great news because it means you can slow roll it. You can slowly over time, step by step, become a person who exercises one small doable step at a time. So I started with yoga and I added in some running when I felt ready And at first, you know, like this has been a learning process. At first, I thought I was going to get really fast and run these really long races. I had to drop all of that. I had to be like, you know, when running feels like death, when I'm pushing myself too hard or I'm trying to go too fast, you know, when it feels good and enjoyable and like something I actually want to keep doing again and again, that's when I give myself permission to just be a slow runner. Because that's what my body just seems to prefer. Because here's the thing. The healthiest exercise is the kind you're actually going to do. Whatever that means for you. So if what you're doing sucks, you're probably not going to keep that going forever. But if what you're doing feels fun and rewarding and it makes your body feel good, you're probably going to be motivated to keep doing it. And the most effective exercise is not working out in a hellish way for two weeks, and then not at all again for the rest of the year. (laughs) It's consistently showing up and showing up and showing up. And we're way more likely to do that when we actually enjoy what we're doing. So I actually do Orange Theory now because I love it. It Makes me feel like a badass. But some days I also run in the park because that's enjoyable to me. Some days I do yoga because that makes my body feel really good. It also makes me feel like a badass. So yeah, that's a feeling that I really enjoy, but I encourage you to be like, what do I want to feel when I'm working out and how can I create that for myself? What, what modalities of working out would help me create that for myself? But everything I do now, I didn't start on day one doing those things. I gave myself plenty of time to get there. 
And even now, there are some days that it still is just a little bit of a chore. There are some days that I'm still just not up to it. And I think it's important on those days to not, again, not force yourself to go. Not say, I said I was going to do it, so I'm automatically going to do it. I'm just going to grit my teeth and get it done. There are people that that works for. If that's you, amazing. Go nuts. But if you've tried that and it doesn't work for you, I invite you to consider on days that you just don't feel like working out, just have a conversation with yourself. Ask yourself a couple more questions. I always start with, what's the compassionate thing? Is it the compassionate thing to just get myself like out the door and at least trying to work out because I know that's going to pump up my endorphins and I'll probably feel good after? Sometimes that is the more compassionate thing to just be like, I get it. You're not into this today, but we're just going to try. And then other days when it's like an insane day and everything's been crazy and it's been a super emotional day, or maybe it's like a certain time of month where I am just feeling terrible. Like, okay, the compassionate thing on those days is to just say, we're going to call it for today. We don't have to do this today. We're going to try to get right back to it tomorrow. So if you really, truly don't feel up for it, ask yourself, what is the compassionate approach to this? And give yourself permission for that to look like a few different things. If you decide that, you know what, today the compassionate thing is for me to just get there. I get it that it's harder than normal, but I'm just going to go. And some days I really am just taking it one step at a time. Like with Orange Theory, some days I'm like, I am just going to click the button to sign up. I'm just going to sign up for the class and I'm going to put my butt in the car and I'm going to get myself there and I can worry about the rest later. Or right now I'm just putting my shoes on. I'm just here present in this moment. I'm filling my water bottle. I'm just walking into class. And you know what? I give myself full permission to half-ass this. I give myself permission to walk instead of run if I need to, or I give myself permission to leave at any time. I'd say about like 85 to 90% of the time, I surprise myself. Like it just took getting over the hump of getting me there into that class. And then the endorphins start pumping and I work out more than I thought I would. And I for sure work out more than if I hadn't gotten myself there at all. And if it's not the best workout in the world, I don't use that as a reason to be terrible to myself. I'm like, hey, at least I was moving my body and that's awesome. And also, this is an opportunity to get curious, to get to know myself better from a place of curiosity. I wonder why this feels so hard today. I wonder why I have less energy today than on some other days. So maybe it's like the normal ebb and flow of energy that comes along with being a person with a menstrual cycle. Like, oh, okay, that makes so much sense. And in fact, there are certain times of the month where I'm supposed to be taking it a little bit easier and I'll totally feel better in a couple days. Or maybe I'm not getting enough sleep or I'm not drinking enough water or maybe I'm really working hard on something during the days and I'm using way more energy or brain power than normal okay, that makes sense. I can work on those things or I can understand why today feels different than some other days. But when I come at all of this from a place of compassion and curiosity, I get to learn about myself and I get to know myself better. And these are all good things. When I am just forcing, forcing, forcing myself to work out in a way that doesn't feel good to me or doesn't feel right for me, that's the stuff that feels terrible 
So much so that we probably eventually are going to end up quitting. So to sum it all up, you do not need to exercise to lose weight. If exercise is your thing and you love it and it's amazing, go nuts. I'm not saying don't exercise. In fact, we covered all of the amazing reasons that you might choose to exercise at some point. But if you're really resistant to the idea, you can totally lose weight without exercising a single day. You can give yourself full permission to not do it at all. Or you can ask, why would I choose to exercise? Why might it be important to me? And how can I do it in a way that doesn't have to look like the way the pro athletes or the bros or like the fastest person at the gym does it? What feels like fun and what feels like me? Start there. And every week, ask yourself, how can we get a little better at this? That question, how can I do just a little bit better this week than I did last week? Or how can I level this up just a little bit today? That question is magic for exercise, for weight loss, for using the hunger scale, for planning, any habit that you're trying to build, ask yourself, how can I do this just a little bit better today? That is all it takes. Okay, you guys are just the best. If this podcast has been helpful to you, if you would be so kind as to jump over to Apple Podcasts really quick and leave me just a quick little review, I would love you forever. I promise I will either way, but it would still be really great. It definitely helps get this podcast out there. It helps more people just like you find this work and these methods and ditch dieting forever, all while being much more kind and compassionate to themselves, which is like the key to the universe. I promise you guys, all of this work is so important. So if you wouldn't mind just hopping over to Apple Podcasts, leaving me a little rating and a written review, if you would be so kind, that would really help more people find this podcast, which is so important. So, all right. I just adore each and every one of you, and I will see you right here next week. Bye. If you are ready to finally put this weight struggle behind you, I would love to invite you to book a free consultation with me. Listen, coaching is what takes reaching your goal from it's possible to, oh my God, it's happening. This podcast is a great resource, but if you find yourself listening in week after week, but never truly implementing what you're learning here, coaching will help you take these life-changing tools and concepts and apply them to your weight loss so you can finally get to your goal and icing on the cake, know that you'll stay there for life. It's not another quick fix that you'll quit after a few months. It is a total transformation from the inside out. Coaching gives you all the tools, mindset work, support, and accountability you need to guarantee that weight loss actually sticks this time. The consultation is totally free. It's no pressure. And it's a place where we can talk all about you, your unique challenges and struggles with weight loss, and the work we can do together to solve this issue for you once and for all. It's a beautiful gift to give yourself. So go to the episode description in your podcast player for a link to book your free consultation, or you can head right over to www.kimberlyseversoncoaching.com to snag your spot on my calendar. I can't wait to see you there. Bye.